You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. This episode is brought to you by Little Platinum Books, stories for kids and adults, from robbing a bank to wiping a crime scene. It's a great way to expose your children to satire. Go to littleplatinumbooks.com and back the Kickstarter today. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe, from hairlines that recede to stolen iTunes feeds, with almost approximately zero downloads. I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. Thank you, Maddox. And as always, the journalist in moderation, Taylor Nikolai. Nobody can tell if I'm a girl or guy. That's true. Welcome back to the show, guys. Uh, amazing show this week, amazing guest, amazing debate. Uh, we should also mention that, uh, you know, there was something that happened to the podcast last week. We're going to be talking about that at some point in the future. Not today, though. Today, we're here to have fun. But we should introduce our guest and the debate this week. We're going to be talking about what's the best female fashion trend. And with us is our sponsor from last week from Little Platinum Books, Pierre Arnold III. Pierre, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for sponsoring us. Little Platinum Books, as we mentioned last week, uh, you said you really liked my my read of it, right? I did. That was great. Uh, I was, although I was a little, y- you interjected a couple points into it. So now he's actually made work for me that I need to write it to accommodate Maddox and uh, what he said I did. Everyone always has to accommodate me. That's right. Um, you, <laughs> so I, I mentioned that this was essentially your first introduction, like a, chill, a child's first introduction to satire. Right. That's exactly right. Uh, so all of the books that we've written are are, are cheeky, you know, uh, um, humor. Um, how to rob a bank, how to wipe a crime scene. Uh, we, we we play with politics uh, ever so lightly, but in the end, you get to the end of the book, and and there's there's a message to it. It's very positive, uplifting, uplifting. But it's like uh, Pixar, where they throw in all of these little nuggets of things that go over kids' heads to entertain adults. Uh, but we're doing that with kids. Reading is is down uh, for for millennials, and they're the ones having kids right now. So we're trying to ha- reading is down for millennials. Well, r- r- reading to children is, is down significantly so we're actually we're what we're trying to do is hack it and and make things to entertain the people who have to read the books so that they'll read them more to their kids because you have three kids yourself right yep. three kids and you do these events that i think it was called beer and brews is that what it's called yeah brews Br- Br- and books. books yep so and books, yeah. when we do that we go to a bar we we talk to the bar owner and we say hey guys can we take over your bar on like a slow part you know like a saturday at noon you know when it's not very busy and then we'll go in there on stage and read to kids while parents adults and, and like moms and and dads bring their kids in they have a brew it, it gives the bar some income while at the same time letting us read to the kids and let the parents kind of hang that's out. that's a cool thing you know and i like the only place i've ever seen like kids in a bar was canada mm-hmm. because it's not a big fucking deal right. dude there's so i was just listening to a thing about how the the danes uh they'll put their kid out to sleep outside like oh, in a little really? in a little pram you know in a little like little babies and people i guess some some did this in new york and they the police came and they like took the kid away put it in child services and all the danish people are like what what are you talking that's how children fall asleep yeah the fresh air yeah like it's really good for their immune system and, yeah. and they're all bundled up it's not like they threw them in a trash bag or anything like that right like, yeah it's like well we freak out about everything you give the kids a blanket they're fine you put your dogs outside i mean people are like oh dogs my dogs a member of my family so so is your kid so <laughs> so you should let it go into a bar and drink put it uh, you know put a little bowl of food outside give it a little blanket put it give it you know make sure it's crate is welcome <laughs> <laughs> I was in Sweden uh, one time, and I was walking along, and I noticed my shoelaces were untied. So I bent over to tie my shoelaces right in front of a coffee shop with this giant glass window. 
And inside the coffee shop was this lady who kept turning around and staring at me. And I was like, what, man? I mean, you Did know, you I know I'm a good looking dude. shake a little dude. bit for her? Or? Yeah, I was like, I know I'm a good looking yeah. dude, but I'm just tying my shoelaces. What's uh, what's so attractive? What's going on? And I look up and right in front of me is her baby carriage that she left outside with the baby in it while she's inside getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Fucking Sweden, man. It's such a low crime. There's like nothing now, did happens. She, did she tie the baby up like you would tie up a dog? Like nope. to a post or just like kept her in the Put the, one of those like, those D bike locks around the wheel. I just like that that coffee shop is like, hey, take that baby out of here. <laughs> no babies allowed. And it's uh, called Kaffa Kaffa or something in uh, in Sweden. It's like a big deal. You Like at around four o'clock every day, everyone gets gets coffee. Uh, and everyone takes a break for it. And then it's a very trusting, very low crime country. There's there's like no graffiti. There's no like even the homeless people are taking care of it. This is in Stockholm. I don't know outside of Sweden, you know, uh, what's going on. But in Stockholm, they I saw homeless people with mattresses. People people come by and give them mattresses. And they have like it was around Christmas, too. They had little Christmas ornaments and uh, tinsel and shit like around their little homeless encampment. That would be funny if a homeless person from Stockholm like came over here and was like, you guys got to get your shit together, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they would. They would. I think the the homeless people in Sweden are better off than some citizens of third world countries. Do you ever, do you ever see pe- homeless people who like in a weird way have it dialed in? Like I once saw a guy who was moving all his belongings like with a shopping you know when you, uh, people move shopping carts in a supermarket and they like you know the guys it'll be like 30 long well he had like a 30 long shopping cart but he had a rope tied to the front so he could steer it as he was pushing it and I'm like this guy is like we should be giving this guy a job because he is thinking ahead. He was able to move all his belongings that yeah. were like stacked in the cart and steered it with a rope attached to the front and right. guiding it like like a like a ranger. I know people who have jobs for professional companies who wouldn't be able to string together some kind of contraption like that to carry so much bullshit. Uh, homeless people are really good at uh, optimizing the way they carry bullshit. It's I was just impressed. Bad, yeah. That's all. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some very resourceful homeless people with their can collections too, like the, the way they compress them and stack them and put them in there it's a system it's a system for sure order by color yeah 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 yeah. uh so pierre uh again i want to mention thank you again for supporting the show everyone check out littleplatinumbooks.com back their kickstarter today yeah it's a a we've got 12 days left on it we still have quite a ways to go and just one of the things i wanted to mention about it um one of the things that nobody else is doing we are creating a content submission platform that will allow readers to actually submit content ideas for books and then the community can up and down vote them and then we can take the ideas that bubble up and help guide our book development and one of the things that we're doing too is we're actually going to be compensating the people whose ideas bubble up and that we choose to publish. Man, you're like the opposite of HuffPo. Right. <laughs> That's right. So it's it's a really because I mean think about it. People know people know what they want to read. You know, people can help guide our development. And then at the same time, we're doing really cool stuff like uh, we just talked to uh, Christy Kay of uh, TLC's My Giant Life. She wants to put together a book in our uh, publishing platform to talk to children about um, body, body shaming and body sensitivity and whatnot. So because she's 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 like almost eight feet tall or six and a half, something like that. She's really, really tall. And so um, she's writing a book with us about it. And that'll be our first entry into the uh, the, the community driven content. That's great. Because that's awesome. Man. It's, it's very important to teach kids how to body shame. Is that is that the, the yeah. topic? That's that's <laughs> that's close, but a little. I mean, opposite. I have some thoughts. I have some yeah. tips. There you go. Or did yeah. you did you mean how not to? I, I just how, how to be secure with yourself. You're very secure oh, with yourself. Oh, I see. That's so right. Yes. We, we want to teach those values to others. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know where to start. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> where to start teaching? We do them. have this like body positivity, like this like 
idea in our culture right now that everyone is perfect the way they are. But my counterpoint is like, yeah, like until you get into a relationship, because yeah, then that right. shit goes right out the like goddamn window. Because I'm like, I show up and no, I'm not perfect the way I am. Not in this shirt. No. Like I always got to change. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Barbecue stains. So I, I think that's the thing you could improve about yourself. Getting I, rid of those. I, I harassed Maddox about this because I, w- back in the day when you released Alphabet of Manliness, yeah. I actually purchased legit, I could I could show you the uh, uh, the purchase order for this. I purchased 20 copies of that damn thing. What? Oh, that's true. And yeah. I, I, I gave those away to healthcare executives because <laughs> I was doing a lot of consulting at the time and I, I liked the opposite or the, uh, the satire itself of giving that as a gift to healthcare executives. So I had CEOs and CFOs and whatnot getting a copy of Alphabet of Manliness. I was selective in who did it because I, I still wanted to get their money afterwards. Of course. But, of course. Um, but yeah, so I, I've, I've loved your humor forever. And with the satire that we have going through a lot of these books, um, the people in your audience would really dig it. So if any of you suckers out there have knocked somebody up and need to read to a kid, check out littleplatinumbooks.com. Damn, son. Where'd yeah, you find very this? Cool. <laughs> Thank you for the plug. Don't forget to check out the Alphabet of Manliness. All right, guys. We should... <laughs> <laughs> Great plug this week. Great plug. Well, thank you again, Pierre. Well, we should talk about the debate. At the tail end of the show, we're going to have some quick news headlines with our journalist in moderation, Taylor Nikolai. We've got some voicemail. The voicemail number is at madcastmedia.com. The number is at the bottom of every page if you click on the best debate. But we should talk about the debate this week, which is what's the best female fashion trend? This is something I think our fans have been waiting for for a long time. There's no way we're not all going to come off as the biggest pervs. <laughs> There's no answer to this question that doesn't sound perfect. You know, we can we can always twist it later and talk about men's fashions if if you'd like to uh, even. I out. think I think that would make it fair for sure. I'm not gonna. What shorts give you a chubby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, before we get to that debate, what's your favorite pair of cargo shorts? <laughs> or 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 flip it if you're feeling a little cheeky. Uh, but we should we should hear everyone's buzzer before we begin. Here's mine. All right, Pierre. There it is, and Ron. If you hear a buzzer from anyone during this debate, that means someone is chiming in to disagree with someone else. We're pointing out a correction, or we just have something to say. But, Pierre, as our guest this week, I'm going to give you first stab at the debate. What Uh-oh. is the best female fashion trend? Oh, okay. Um, I think the best trend is showing... I, I still like the midriffs from the 90s, you know? Uh-huh, yeah. So showing a little bit of skin, but I... My my big thing is I, I I prefer it when people are covered up to a degree. It leaves a lot to the imagination. Yeah, gonna look. Yeah, little right. bit. like covered up how like 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 eighteen hundreds. No, like no, high like, neck, no, like, like collars. Like you you don't have to be showing whatever. And uh, you know I don't know uh, pencil skirts. I'm a big fan of that. Um, you know dresses that are 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 tight. And Those are the ones that are like tight and they kind of come in right. Yep. Pencil and then, skirts. Yeah. And then last last but not least, I have to mention yoga pants. Whoever invented yoga pants, I I is a god. All right. Well. You're, yeah, this is a you're like shotgun blasting all the things that you like about women. So up those here, it's uh, okay. tight clothing, tight That's clothing, what I, yeah, yoga yeah, pants, yeah. pencil skirt. I got right, my. Right. And by the way, Ron, you're totally right. This we are going to sound like the biggest perks. <laughs> we are <laughs> like, do right into you like, know you know what I like. I like when I like when the clothes are nice and tight, but not too much skin. It leaves them up for my old brain. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit for the spank. Uh, all right, <laughs> the spank. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna qualify that, and if you guys talk about it in a way that doesn't sound pervy, I might change my answer. Uh, no, no, we're going to no, talk about it's, it in a super pervy way. It's too late. I do edit these episodes, but I'm definitely keeping that in. Um, we, <laughs> we can also talk about the worst female fashions as well. So if you guys want to like throw that in as well. So, okay, Pierre, you got a lot of good choices. The yoga pants is a very popular one. Now, a long time ago, I did a video about the alternate cover of Spider-Woman that came out. This was, I think... 
ago. Yeah, like six, seven years ago or something I like that. that. So Spy- there was Marvel was releasing the new Spider Woman comic book, and on the cover, the alternate cover, which is an optional cover for super collectors, they hired this guy. I think, uh, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, Milo, Milo. Oh damn, it's not um, Milo Yiannopoulos. It's not that Mi- guy? <laughs> It's not Milo Yiannopoulos. Wow. It is. Um, no, it's uh, fuck. I forget his. I forget his name. Anyway, they, they hired this artist who's just an amazing illustrator. He's won all sorts of – He's I think he won a uh, uh, an Eisner Award, and he's won countless awards. He's had a career for over 40 years. His focus is erotic art, but it is art. Like, it is, you know, his actual classically trained art. He drew this – he he illustrated this cover with Spider Woman kind of like perched on a on a ledge and she's bending over and she's climbing up and people were outraged because it looked a little too sexual according to them and there was this guy on I think it was uh, IO9 he wrote this article where he's like uh yeah in what universe do, uh, do does fabric cling to buttocks like that how about this universe it's called yoga pants. You can see everything with yoga pants. Have you also, seen- like the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, and the Spider-Man, like, right. Spider-Man has or uh, all the clings. Yeah, or the, they people talk about, and this this is real. I mean, you know, every everybody's heard it about the oversexualization of women in comic books and media. But at the same time, you look at like Thor or or any of these guys, and their outfits are just as painted on as as any of the ladies' ones. Yeah, that's it. That was his point too. Right. So anyway, yoga pants is the real life fabric yoga pants does cling to everything it's basically uh, like you almost spray paint you know it's like it's like body paint and by the way who gives a shit talk about uh, you know body shaming like this is something that's natural people mm-hmm. have it you know what the problem is they have hang-ups about sexuality right i think that's why people have a problem with yoga pants or things that are you know quote too sexual which who defines that by the way like people would get off on the hands and feet that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, people used to get off on like elbows. You know, you cover anything up. As soon as you show up, people are like, "Damn, you see her elbows? Yeah. It's looking tight." Was that is that a real thing? That yeah, like when like when people were in Victorian England when they were covering up and being modest, you know, and women would go down by the river and take off their shoes to dip their feet in the water, and you guys would see these like svelte ankles. <laughs> you know, the fact that they saw anything, it was like, "Whoa, goddamn! Can you believe this shit?" I don't know how when people got naked, their mind must have just exploded. Yeah, it's it's kind of like. Uh, you know, Which are uh, arguably the worst part of the body? Ankles, yeah. right up there. Uh, I mean, if they're can- if they're cankles, if you can't, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen like a like, hey man, this is some good looking ankles? Like they just they're functional. I I think that a good a-, a good ankle is kind of like a good face. You're looking for symmetry, mm-hmm. and you're looking for a good bulb. Mm-hmm. What the right. hell are we talking about? <laughs> All right, Taylor, thank you for interjecting. What is your favorite female fashion trend? I don't know, man. I don't. I, I, like, I like it when girls wear, like, sundresses, I guess. I think that that looks... Comfy and you, you, they look good. I'm imagining. I'm imagining you imagining you this as the girl like is also on a bicycle. Yeah, like in a sundress, like pedaling down the road, yeah. waving at you. Yeah, I mean, well, is that it? That's fair. Or 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 a, a skirt that can twirl. You know. The oh, waves I love. In the wind. I love when girls wear the, those like skirts where they can do a twirl and it like kind of drags behind. It like looks like it's spinning. Like that's yeah. cool. So this is kind of the opposite of Pierre. He went with very tight fitting. Uh huh. Taylor is choosing a more loose fabric kind of flowy lifestyle. Yeah. No, that that's good. Whatever. Taylor likes it loose. Like you know, that's that's cool too. I just I like <laughs> I whatever. <laughs> so so the the sundress Taylor, have you ever been to opening day? Like, do you know what opening day is? Like in baseball? Yeah, uh, no, not in baseball. Like horse racing. 
Oh no, I have not. It is it is the day that like it's the first the hat day. Yep. First day, yeah, yeah. The, the hat it's, day. It's sundress central. Sundress. All the chicks are sundress. You would walk around Taylor. You'd be knocking things over shelves it's, with your boner. It's <laughs> awesome. But don't girls wear like huge gigantic hats to those things? Yes, yes, yes. And like that's that's where I draw the line. Like, you don't like if a big we're talking about hat? fashion, I don't like if your hat is wider than I am tall, you're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, ladies? If you hear, if you have a hat that's wider than three feet. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty good joke. I like it. Well, he, very sure. Here's, here's, very a, sure. here's the fun thing about that. Like, a, a, a dude can get, in a, get into a nice suit that they've spent a ridiculous amount of money on and, 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 and walk out on the street and feel good about themselves, you know? I, I look at at the sundress day or the big hat day at uh, at on opening day to be kind of like that. Well, I do think though that we can't wear f- big hats. Big hats are not in our like arsenal of clothing. What are you talking about when did the fedora become like the the lame thing? Because it was cool for generations. It was, it was cool in the forties and the fifties, and then it came back. Yes, and then I feel like in the last. Four years. You know, it's it's people with no taste who are pissed off that you're wearing something that Indiana Jones wears. That's what it is. I know it, it's it, it's it's early, it's early 2000s. Like 2005 is when the fedora got lame because the hipsters started using it. Right, the hipsters started to usurp the fedora, and then it also became part of like the pickup artist community. I think a bunch of like douchebags were trying to peacock, so they were wearing hipsters. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, they were wearing uh, uh, fedoras rather. And then the other the other component is it's slowly migrated from that to the internet feminist. So uh, you know the the milady type, you know the uh, the internet feminist. So those guys started wearing fedoras to be uh, you know a dapper dandy. Yeah, I, I associate the word uh, milady with fedora, like yeah. entirely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next, so we got in the chat room. For those of you watching live, uh, on we record these on Saturdays. I'll be reading some of their super chats. Wolf Demon sixty nine says neck beards ruin everything. Amen to that, dude. Um, we have some super chats from earlier. We got one from RGB Velvet for two euros. He says, "You guys," because Ron said he hates how the social media. You guys. Yeah. Hey guys. Hey guys. Hey you guys. <laughs> Apostolos for ten euros all the way from Greece. He says, "I can't watch today. I'm at a wedding. It's eleven p.m. in Greece. Wish you guys the best of luck." And another great episode. One dollar from Tito. We got some from Pavich Bavin for two dollars. Uh, he wants Ron to make more fart noises. And a dollar from Little Planet Books. Thank you so much, Pierre. You betcha. But uh, let's get on to the debate, Taylor. So your your favorite choice then is sundresses without the floppy hat. Is that is that? Yeah, no correct? floppy hat. And Ron, you said you don't like big hats on guys. I disagree. I think big hats on guys are. What fantastic. big hats are you talking about? I have fucking huge hats. What? What you, what, how big are your hats? Sombreros, coolie hats. I've got crowns that pile up on top of each other. It's great for when he's working in the sun. Yeah, I, which is off. You know, I forgot about the sombrero. I think the sombrero is actually great because it's functional. There you go. Because, yeah. uh, you, you know, you're using it to keep out the sun. So it makes sense to me. So, okay. Uh, Pot Awful in the chat room says, what is this debate? What makes us come? <laughs> 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 uh, pretty much, and I, we're getting to my, we're getting to mine. We're getting to mine. But Ron, what what is it? What is your choice? Again, you know, I think I'm, I was afraid of answering because I'm like, oh, I'm gonna come off like a huge perv. But no, I'm just gonna lean into it. Okay, I grew up in the '90s. That's when I came of age. Yeah. So I'm into '90s shit. So any of this '90s throwback that other people are pissed off by, I fucking love. Yeah, dude. I think it's great. So. I mean, I went to a Catholic school, so obviously the plaid tart- tartan or whatever you call it, like yeah. kind of plaid skirt, 
that's my jam and like any anything that becomes with like any 90s thing because that's what i like saw when i was an adolescent there people were like this is hot like so whatever now, britney spears was wearing is yeah, what you prefer it's like midriff yeah. any t- a slight little uh choker or yeah. like or uh, you know when girls wear those like two tendrils it, like just in front of the ear like 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 these like se- a rabbi yeah like a sexy hasidic <laughs> jew you know where they like oh, put yeah, most yeah, yeah. of the hair behind them but yeah. then they leave like two ones where like oh i forgot about these guys oh yeah, yeah. and they're just like kind of both hanging I've always thought that looked cool as shit. That is, that does look cool as shit. I'll give you that, Ron. But the '90s style. I mean, I I, can't, I have to I have to call this. I, I have to do one of these because '90s style what? also brought us the capris. Oh, and okay. capris are every generation is going to bring us something that we don't like. Okay, today we have culottes. My girlfriend just bought a pair. Oh yeah, name one thing from the 1930s that we didn't like. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> the Nazis didn't they start off in the 30s? All the you know uh, what though, stylish. <laughs> Hugo Boss, Hugo That's... Boss design. Actually, this is kind of funny, but Hugo Boss was a uh, I think he, a, a, a Nazi. Like he was a rank and file Nazi, yeah. and he created their their uniforms. Yeah. And now Hugo Boss suits today are like some of the That's, best you yep. could buy. But that did come from the uh, the Nazi era. Got, got those starched collars. I mean, yeah. they had strong branding. Yeah, didn't did. agree with it. But didn't agree with their branding. No, but but the uh, but yeah, they certainly had uh, yeah. stylish uniforms. It took a dark turn. That, yeah, uh, that that decade. Okay, fair enough. Good point. There was okay. So so point taken. There was some things from the 1930s we didn't like. Um, but uh, from the capris though, I mean that's really that's pretty. Wait, bad. the cu- capris are which ones? Capris are basically pants that are too short, so they come up above your ankles. Oh, dude, those are like the culottes. Are the cool? Yeah, the cool The cool are like they're like real flowy. They yeah. come up above the ankles. Yes. Right. The, yeah. They're in the board meeting and they're like, yeah. we got to shave 10% this year. We'll just make the pants shorter. Yeah. Done. Nothing makes an ankle look worse than put than a than a capri because it makes your ankle look like a knee. But you know, my girlfriend loves them. She's so excited about Capris? it. Capris? She, she loves that. She stands together and she's like, look, it looks like I'm wearing a skirt. And then she's like, Nope, they're pants. Oh. Skirt? <laughs> nope, they're pants. So she loves the dual functionality of it. Well, if you if you spread it out, yeah, that's kind of cool. And by the way, you're you're explaining something a little bit different too, right? The, the capris are it, actually jeans that are too short. Okay, did Michael Jackson like, start that in the eighties? You know what? Here it is. Capris are like the tight fitting, as Pierre was saying, where the culottes are the loose fabric. You know, yes, it's way exactly. more loose. Okay. okay. So a long time ago, I wrote this article on my website. It's called uh, "Fashion Tips for Women from a Guy Who Knows Dick About Fashion," and I go. talked about all the things I I hated about uh, female fashion. And one was uh, red, like you know, bright red lipstick. Like very few women can pull it off. Um, Crocs, obviously, Crocs was uh, something that women were. <laughs> What's, what's this Taylor? makes you look pregnant. Yeah, the, the pre- okay, yeah, the pregnant. I wish you wrote more in the site. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to be writing a lot more soon. But uh, yeah, the, the tit curtains is what I like to. Go. That uh, also came from the '90s, where the women like there was this uh, style for what? What Taylor? Are you uh, reading? I just, like I honestly, genuinely like your articles on your yeah, site. It's great. very funny. Thank you, Taylor. Check it out. Maddox.exhibition.com. So but what? the the shirt. There was the shirts that basically cinched off women like below their boobs. Yeah, and, and then, the rest was like. A maternity shirt. Oh yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. came from the '90s too. Very unflattering. Yeah, it's not. It's just not a good. Like, it made no one look good. Well, I feel like with there's a lot more emphasis on women's fashion where you constantly have to come out with new things, mm-hmm. and you're just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what works. And so you're gonna have some stuff that takes off that people love, and just some. But you're gonna have big misses too because they want women to buy a lot of clothes, so they got to the keep pumping out a lot yeah. of stuff. Um, I try to make my style timeless. That's why you look at any photo of me and you're like, wow, 
that guy. That's just because you don't buy new clothes. <laughs> you just have the same jeans. Wrong. I, I got new jeans. No, I've seen pictures of you with like like a chain on the on the jeans. Oh yeah, the, like, what, the little wallet chain. Yeah, <laughs> you have like a Getty picture with that. That's and it's right. Like super cringe. Yeah, you're super cringe, Taylor. I know. Is, My, is there like a thing that you guys have done in the past as a fashion choice that you just look back upon and shake your head at? I bleached my hair once. Bull, full cuts. Bowl bowl cut, yeah, cut? The, the bowl cut. Yeah, same same thing here. Bowl cut. Yeah. Uh, I used to wear like a newsy cap on the reg. Oh I can God. see that really? with your baldness. What what are you talking about? Pierre? <laughs> 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 I don't I don't understand. Did taking it... taking the intro to the show with oh. hairlines that recede a little too. Uh, well, I mean that was about Pierre. you, not yeah. me. Yeah, so I'm, I'm working on it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, guys, you guys have given I got to be honest a bunch of shit choices for, for for women's fashion. All right, I'm gonna give you the real boner maker. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> this is the one. All no, right. This it, is my favorite. This is fair because we, you know, ladies, ladies out there, we talk about this stuff all the time without you being around. This is your chance. This is your portal into our minds. So, it, it, so that that's funny, Pierre, because like I know my fans are going to troll the shit out of me because of this this topic. They're like, oh, I'm just talking about women's fashion. Oh, real manly. But, but it is yeah. something that like guys think about and talk about, and women rarely hear our perspective right. on their clothes because it, we don't give a shit Instead, much. they're reading Cosmopolitan where other other women tell other women what exactly. to wear, and it's like, yeah. Exactly. So anyway. we're doing this, you a There's favor. anything women want. It's our opinion. Right. <laughs> no, for the record... <laughs> For the record, ladies out there, if you have any fashion advice for me, I would gladly accept it. Hey, there you go. Anyone in the chat room? We've got a bunch of ladies in the chat room. If you have any fashion tips for Pierre, please pipe in or myself. But uh, here's here's the real fashion trend that I love, and it is a current fashion trend. Okay. All right. Thank God this is a thing. It is my favorite thing that's happened to clothing in years, which is less of it. It is the underbutt. I oh. am a huge fan of the shorts that 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 it's just God bless them. Yeah. All wi- like women are wearing now, especially in the summer, and it's just too fucking short. You know what I mean? It's oh, almost- the ones where like the butt is literally hanging out. Yes, and it is just a trend that's going on right now. And it's called the underbutt. To quote Snoop Dogg, all that know. ass hanging out. They're just. Oh. They're, they're almost like Daisy Dukes if Daisy Dukes went up a little too high. Like if you gave someone a, uh, wearing a Daisy Duke a wedgie, boom. You got, the, <laughs> <laughs> you got the underbutt. And that's what I think. Every time I see one of those, I'm like, huh, someone gave, a, gave them a wedgie. And then the girls who wear these are so confident. because there Okay, so I'll tell you the trend, the fashion trend that led into this too short underbutt. Right? I'm assuming it began with the overbutt. It was, it was the... <laughs> <laughs> Correct, Ron. It was the overbutt that led to the underbutt. Okay. Um, but no, the the trend was the uh, rompers. Okay. Wait, is that the is that the one where it's yeah, like it's a one like, piece? A, like a little one piece thing? Yes. That, yeah. That so, like most children wear, but now some adults do. Yeah. So like rompers, rompers led into the underbutt because rompers kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Oh, yeah. And women didn't want to wear one piece because it's ridiculous. By the way, if, if a woman wears a romper and she needs to go to the bathroom, they have to get completely naked. Yeah, it's you, not practical. Right. It's not practical at all. Like if you pee a lot, unless that's yeah. the intent. I don't know. Taylor would be naked half the day. With yeah, the I'm piece. always peeing all the time. <laughs> that's why Taylor got rid of all his rompers. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we first met Taylor, he had that closet full of rompers. Yep, yep, that's Taylor. That's He's Taylor. like, today's my Saturday romper. That's that's how that was his selling point to Madcast Media on his resume. I can see that, and like, and a Starfleet shirt to go under it. Yeah. So the the uh, the underbutt I think came about from the rompers. So the rompers kept getting shorter and shorter and shorter, and I kept seeing these girls kind of like hiking it down and hiking it down and hiking it down. And finally, women collectively said, "Enough. We're not going to hike this down anymore." You know what? 
We're going to hike it up, and we're going to make it practical so we can pee. And they said, we're going to go. We're going to invent the short shorts where they're too short and our butt's hanging out from below. Now, a lot of guys, their favorite thing is the side boob or under boob. You're welcome, ladies oh, in the chat room yeah. who are uh, listening to the podcast today. We're, uh, <laughs> this is, I'm sure. Yeah, I like, I like the side boob when they basically like, I just want to let my, my, my titties breathe. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's also a popular thing right now. I feel like it's very popular in Los Angeles. Yes, absolutely. I went to a concert. Um, I feel like most ago. women in Los Angeles dress like, um, like curtains, yes. Like just like they're just draping things over yep, them, yep. And then they enter the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. With like and, a t- drape, drape top, tight bottom. And I know we sound like huge fucking perverts for this whole entire episode. It sounds like oh, a bunch of guys. Uh, you know what? Uh, what gives me a boner? But the the reality is that this trend in in liberating your body, liberating your clothes, letting the, letting everything hang out, who gives a shit? I think is a positive thing because if people stop getting such boners over over breasts all the time, then we won't have like this weird obsession in our culture with like you can't show boobs but like violence as much as possible on TV. Or like people get freaked out when like a, a mom is breastfeeding their child. Exactly. You're like, "What the fuck is your problem?" Yeah, breasts aren't always and shouldn't always be sexual in fact most of the time if a woman wants to wants to just go outside and you know not have the constraint of a bra and they want to let themselves breathe a little bit which is a totally fair thing because if especially if it's the breasts are large underneath you get like the the sweat and on hot days so like women are just like guys they want to be able to breathe and let their bodies free a little bit this is a positive thing this is a step in the right direction and i like it yeah i like it too <laughs> Trigger. <laughs> Had to ruin it there with that sound I, effect. I think most people, um, the thing about like people in Los Angeles that kind of frustrates me is it, it it's different than uh, one time I went up to Montreal and I up there I felt like everybody was dressed really nicely and professionally and well, but they they weren't dressed like they were calling attention to themselves. And I feel like everyone in Los Angeles is dressing like they're playing a game called No, I'm Wearing the Most Interesting Thing. It's like a competition to see who can get like the more attention. And to me, it looks like everybody just got dressed by falling into a hamper. So uh, that's that's like I've traveled overseas with my kids before. And and you go there and they're wearing T-shirts with friggin' SpongeBob or whatever on them. And then you go overseas and everybody is in, they look like little adults. You know, they're, they've got sw- like turtleneck sweaters and 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 buttons yeah. button ups and the whole thing. Yeah, turtlenecks so are weird. Yeah, yeah, turtlenecks are weird. You know, we could talk about male fashion that we don't like too at some point. I uh, I think there the turtleneck go. is definitely one of the hardest things to pull off. Yeah. Um, Steve Jobs ruined it. So uh, just he like the, the smartphone industry, he, he ruined uh, <laughs> fashion. He's ruined. I feel like John Hamm is the only guy who can truly pull off a turtleneck. Who's, who's John Hamm? The guy from Mad Men. Mm-hmm. That guy can pretty much oh, pull yeah, off yeah, anything. Yeah. There there he's go, like yeah. the epitome of man. Yeah, you know turn- what st- fashion I don't like right now is uh, when people have to wear pants or jeans or whatever, and they're just torn to shit. Like, you don't like that? It's weird. Like, I don't know. It, like I get it. it. It was a style 10, 15 years ago. It's back. But it's going to be it's gonna be weird again in like... 12 months and then people are going to make fun of that like that's the thing that frustrates me about fashion is that it's never done it's never complete and uh and then like I everyone makes totally fun of the agree. people from the latest generation exactly like, it's such a you know what fashion is broken in that regard like it, you you know if somebody makes a piece of art today you don't make fun of it for being out of style in a year and a half you you just say art is progressed but fashion is one of the only types of art where you actually get to make fun of people for being out of date and that's why fashion is broken. 
Oh, man, Ranked. I Bingo. absolutely agree. Bingo. It always frustrated me with fashion where something during a time like in the 80s, people are like, oh, that's lame. And then 20 years later, we're like, actually, it's super cool. And then everybody does it. And they're like, oh, it's lame again. I'm like, well, which one is it? Is it good or is it not? It has no inherent value. Right. It's just a bunch of people right. deciding what's cool and what isn't. It's like a 20 year cycle, right? That fashion comes back or something like that. Well, that. Yeah, a generation, a lifetime. Right, because in the '90s, bell bottoms kind of came back for a minute because of the you know the '70s, and now the '90s stuff is coming back for a minute because it's been about 20 years. Great. So, like, what what what's the stuff from 2000 that's going to come back? Emo. You're going to see more fucking skinny jeans in another 10 years. People are going to bring skinny jeans back, and thank God that fucking bullshit trend is gone. I I tried skinny jeans just do not look good on me because I have very defined calves. I have very. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just can't wear skinny jeans. My, my calves are too defined. They're just too good. And I, when I wear skinny jeans, I look like um, I just look like a superhero. It doesn't look good. It's not flattering because like people are supposed to have like pencil pencil legs yeah. uh, to wear skinny jeans. You're just, you look like a fairy if you're if you're wearing it right. And I don't. And I'm not skinny enough. I love. Uh, there's a store I love called Muji, which is kind of like the Japanese IKEA. And it's real simple and calm and nice. And I actually like their clothes there because they're just super simple. And I nothing fits me because they're all for tiny, tiny people. And I'm like, what do what does this store have against people who are large? So I have to go in there and I wear extra large, and the extra large still doesn't fit me. I don't think I'm extra large. Yeah, you know. And, yeah. But like it, that's the thing about fashion too. The sizes. Why isn't changing. it all the same fucking thing? Yeah, it's constantly changing. So I have, sh- I have like a shirt. large in Muji is different than a large at Target. Yeah, you know, which yeah, is yeah. different than a large J Crew. Well, I think I think with the international markets is because the people like I, when I went to Hong Kong a long time ago, I like I had to wear like a three X shirt, and that was like an American large uh, because everyone in Hong Kong is a little bit smaller. But I do have an old shirt in my closet I found the other day. It was a Wii, a Nintendo Wii shirt, and I put it on, and it was it used to be an XL, and it fits like a large now because they keep making the sizes bigger and they keep like changing the label size, and it's just this. Little, now you uh, haven't changed sizes at all, right? Uh, You've been your perfect. No, I've lost weight. I've actually lost a lot of weight. I used to be a big guy. I used to be. I am my am my heaviest. I think it was like two sixty, two hundred sixty pounds. What is that metric? Like, wow. Yeah. I only measure freedom units. So yeah, yeah. What's that metric? Like point zero one four stone or some shit like that. Um, but I was in Perry. Other countries when they're like, how do you measure stones? Yeah, stone, stones. I lost That's... twenty pounds playing pickleball. Yeah, you were saying that, and Taylor Damn. finally finally posted some pictures of himself playing pickleball. Dude, I, I gotta admit, you were looking pretty legit, and you were all sweating, and you were like leaning in. That was after three hours of playing. I was just drenched in sweat. Do you think that honestly, like, if you really lean into this, do you think you can make the U.S. Olympian pickleball team? You know, I've I've thought about actually trying to seek out like the organization who actually like runs it and trying to become like their, their- spoke. Spoke, spoke pickle guy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I think it'd be cool because there's really not like a guy you think about for pickleball. Like, why can't it be me? I can't think of anybody for pickleball. Yeah, so you're already ahead. You think of it as lame until you see it and you want to play it, and then you play it, and then you like it. I'm sorry for bringing it back to pickleball. We're gonna play pickleball this Thursday. I'm googling pickleball right now to see what it is. Okay, so here's something that that uh, that uh, we didn't really mention at the top of the show, but you originally, Pierre, are from Minnesota. Is that correct? That's right. Now, so is our journalist in moderation, Taylor Nikolai. And there's this. This is something that we. You know, you're gonna help settle this debate because this has been an ongoing debate. Okay, Taylor, how do you pronounce bag? Bag. Okay. Bag. P- what? It's a bag. Fuck. Bag. Bag. This is. What the fuck? So now there's two of them. There's well, two of them now. You know when you're when you're hanging out, they're uh, ready to watch the Vikings and have some tater tot hot dish. Uh, you know, it's it's a real good deal there. What? 
What is happening? What is happening to this podcast? Oh, you're talking like you're from the uh, uh, up there, there north. That's right. You know, north. just kind of hanging out with the fam. You know. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get, have to put subtitles on the YouTube video for this. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. I got was tater tot. Yeah, hot I dish. understood tater. In, in Minnesota, it's hot dish. A hot dish is a sexual <laughs> like a, a, a casserole. That's yeah, right. a casserole. Um, yeah. If uh, also the one of the things in Minnesota is that everyone else in the world says duck, duck, goose. goose we yeah. say duck, duck, gray duck. Because that's the direct translation of the uh, Norwegian. They also have Juicy Lucy's, which they right. get off on. Juicy oh, Lucy's. Dude, have you had a Juicy Lucy? No. See, what is I it? Told Juicy you they're going to get it's, off on. It's, it's cheese inside of a hamburger patty. Dude, yeah, they Maddox, like inject it's it. It's like biting oh. into a third degree burger. <laughs> 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 if you want to like really fuck up your mouth. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's only like $15. But but your eyes are rolling back in your head at the same time because there's the cheese, the bacon, the you burger. You have to wait until the cheese cools down. But by that point, the outside of the burger yes. is cold. Right. Because it is the center. So it's kind of like, oh, let's wait until the earth's crust, like the, the inner layer, it's the exactly mantle right. cools I have down. A, a We're lot bringing of this up because it was invented in Minnesota. Yes, yes. It was. It's the and when people go up, they're like, have you had a Juicy Lucy? And Which is also a real weird name for a burger. Yeah, a Juicy Lucy. Yeah, we're going to go have Juicy Lucy and Hot Dish. Well, they're, like, Whoa. Yeah. they're just so innocent up there. You know, they, yeah. they can throw that word out there and not get off Until on you it. guys drive, nicest people, until you get in your cars, then biggest bunch of assholes ever. Dude, the Wait, worst? In Minnesota? In Minnesota yes. No, no, no. Yes, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're reverse assholes. They, they right. don't know right. how to be confrontational, so right. then you think they're being assholes, but really they're just like, no, 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 you go ahead. No, 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 you go no, ahead. No, you go, you go, and everybody's going down Taylor. five miles in, <laughs> in Minnesota, if there's a four-way stop and all four cars get there at the same time, they're there eterni- for eternity. Right. You have people they're, getting out of their car to try to wave somebody else I've online. actually I'm seen okay. that happen. See what I mean? I'm not joking. Yep. I've seen that happen. It's way too nice. Or the Minnesota roadblock. Are you familiar with that one? Where like you have five lanes across and every and, and you have five cars going the same speed and no one's passing each other. That's <laughs> oh fucking assholes. Just a bunch of like they're polite to the point of being impolite. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what the yeah, problem is. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. They're polite to the point where nobody like wants to make a decision. Yeah. You have those friend groups just like, well, where do you want to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. Can someone just make a fucking decision? You know, I had this friend group in Utah where we all were just like the most bitter, acerbic assholes. If we ever went to a restaurant that someone suggested and, and we didn't like it, it w- they would never hear the end of it. So no one wanted to be that guy. Oh, my God. And so we'd all sit at a fucking four-way, like a Mexican standoff, right? Is that what it's called? Where, where everyone's holding a gun at racist. each other? Yeah. It's, <laughs> and like a, you know, like a four-way standoff and nobody's suggesting anything. And inevitably, we'll end up going to some shithole that everybody hates. And we're all just angry at each other. Because cause, equality. Because no one said yeah. anything. No one said anything. We'll end up at fucking TGI Fridays or uh, you know, <laughs> like macaroni. It was like just some bullshit that nobody likes. Apple. Applebee's, and we're just sitting there picking at our food just angrily. I actually had this exact situation when I was back home in Minnesota. We couldn't figure out where to eat, and I was like, Let's just go to Applebee's. So we went to Applebee's. Yep, there you go. Applebee's is like the default. <laughs> yeah, choice. it's like basically when you decide, when you, when eating up and you just give up. Right, let's just agree to mediocrity. Yeah. I'll be content. You guys like salt? Does everyone like salt? Okay, salt? Applebee's. All right, yeah. Applebee's. Yeah, great. Let's just put let's just it, it's 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 the food equivalent of sawdust. So let's just put things in our belly now. Here we yeah. go. Applebee's. I've never had a good thing at Applebee's. It's just their their buffalo wings are actually. I, yeah, that's my go-to. Uh, deal. Yeah, I'm gonna throw those you, in. The you garbage. go after nine o'clock. I, you get them for half price. I just and feel so like cheap, you don't care. I feel like you never had good buffalo wings to compare them to. No. If that. First of all, okay, you have your juicy Lucy's. I'm from Pennsylvania. We have our wings. Okay, we take them a little bit too seriously. 
but Applebee's wings are not good. They're fine. They're they're okay, just guys. fine. Can we agree that Underbud is the hottest uh, female fashion trend? <laughs> I I don't know. It's like it's. I guess it's hot. I guess it depends on the butt. I feel like you just be sitting down becomes such a a, a, a like a chore. Like, because I feel like pants should, like, protect you from, like, a hot metal seat. And if you're wearing shorts that have underbutt, you can't sit down on, like, a metal bench. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So I don't know if, if it's maybe the hottest, maybe not be the most practical. Cause it, what about fashion is practical, though? Seriously. Yeah. You brought up the P word. Oh, the practicality of fashion, baseball caps. That is, that is a baseball cap is essentially, you know that, that move you make when the sun's in your eye and you put your hand up to your yep. forehead? It's, Someone's like, I'm going to make a hand that you can wear. <laughs> That's what a baseball cap is. It's a hand. Right. And there was a Reddit thread a while ago where it showed a picture of a guy wearing a baseball cap backwards and he put his hand up like blocking the sun from. And they're like, if only someone has invented a hat that could keep the sun out of your eyes. <laughs> it was so funny. We got some super chats in the chat room. Pavich Bavin says, Maddox giving the real boner make. Since 1996, <laughs> you're welcome, Pavage Babin. And another one for two dollars from Pavage Babin says, "Hottest female fashion trend: fanny packs." Boo! No way. Fanny packs are garbage. Although I, I recently like. Although I do like a woman who's prepared. That's, yeah. This is, you always need a band aid. I recently, I recently uh, hung out with a chick who was wearing a fanny pack, and she was. I said, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What's uh, what's going on with the fanny pack? Why are you wearing the fanny pack?" She's like. Yeah, but it's cool. I'm like, um, no, what's cool about it? She goes, it's silver. I'm like, no, that does, it doesn't matter how silver or what color you make the fan. It's still a fanny pack. Maybe if it's iridescent, like the Back to the Future hats. You know what there I mean? There you go. Yeah. Iridescent. Does everyone know it? Iridescent. Oh, sorry, it's a fucking more, more than one syllable in this, on this fucking podcast. I have to explain everything, which you'll hear in just a minute with these dipshit collars. But iridescent, <laughs> iridescent hats, uh, iridescent color is something where you look at it from one angle and it kind of changes color if you look at it from another. Yeah, we all know what iridescent hats no, are. You know, we you we all at this table do. We didn't say anything. Oh, you know what? Not related to men or women, but you know what fashion trend needs to fucking come back? Is, skorts? Is, what are skorts? It's like a short and a skirt combined into one. Um, it's like, like it looks silk? like shorts from the back and then a skirt from the front. Oh no, because they're no, awful. Those, yeah. are, those are teases. Um, I'll tell you what needs to come back: the color changing, the heat based color changing shirts. Remember oh, that shit? Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that no. shit was hilarious. Yeah. You could always see where everyone's like really hot and under their armpits. Yep. Yeah, that right. and they were like people would come up with their hand on you, and yeah. then their handprint would be there. Exactly. Dude, you know what I think should come back is uh, guys on the Jersey Shore, uh, denim jean jackets and airbrushing dragons onto them. Do you remember that shit? When like you were Ed a kid? Hardy? No, you remember like going to the like shore as a kid? There'd be a dude, like jean jackets and a dude to be airbrushing. I remember like that shit looks so cool. I want that to come back. We didn't so have buy a airbrushing jean jackets in Minnesota, did we? No, no. So anyway, guys, we should we should try try to wrap this up. Pierre, uh, once again, your choice was. Uh, my choice was basically anything that's tight and left things to the imagination. Okay, anything that's <laughs> the tight, like a tight sweater, maybe. <laughs> and Taylor, what's your what's your pick? I don't know, sundresses, I guess. Yeah, just don't wear a, a huge hat. Just just don't wear a big hat. Sun, sundresses and not a big hat. And Ron? Uh, the 90s throwback that's coming, coming Jennifer around. Aniston is in the house. Does that include like the these bleach splattered jeans, like that sort of shit too? Fuck it, yeah. Uh, all of it. <laughs> all I of it? I the good with the bad. He's Ed, all in. All into the all 90s. All into the 90s. Ed, Ed Hardy as well? Yeah. Lot, I don't see a lot of women wearing Ed Hardy. That's not really a female fashion. Tr- I bet Jabos. Yeah, I mean, Jabos, my, yeah. mine is Ed Hardy. I can't get, I can't do Ed Hardy. I can and never do Ed Hardy. Mine is the winner. I'm going to predict already for next week, but it is the underbutt. The underbutt shorts, 
short shorts. I would also like to hear if we have a lot of any female listeners uh, to make sure to leave a voicemail uh, listing. What is your favorite male fashion trend? Yes. Or maybe something that we do that you don't like. I would be very interested in hearing their perspective. So I asked a chick a long time ago. Uh, she was she was trying to, you know, I was talking to her. It was like kind of when I was uh, a little bit more insecure about like dating and women and things like that. And I and she was trying to give me some tips and, and like fashion advice. I'm like, well, yeah, what do guys, what should guys wear? And she said, jeans, plain black tee. I said, huh. Wow. Okay. Or she said, or if you want to change it up, jeans, plain white tee. And so... <laughs> So essentially, they just want to date that like mechanic from a Calvin Klein ad. That's all I wear now is I get um, next level T-shirts off Amazon. They're six bucks. Nice. Yeah, and I just bought every color, and I'm like, that's yeah. it, and it makes did, it so much easier. I did the same thing with the uh, with caps. I I bought like one of every plain cap. Now, do they make any baseball caps where it's like a backwards baseball cap? You know, so yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But then it also has the front yes. part, so oh, it's like, like a Sherlock cap. They do, and it does look like a Sherlock cap. And you can buy them in Chinatown. Chinatown has these has these hats. They like fold out like fans, and they and they're actually really sturdy. They're made out of bamboo, and I don't know how the construction works, but you pop this thing open, and it looks like a almost like a duck bill in the yeah. front, and for, it, for, for the Limp Biscuit fan that doesn't want sun in their eyes. Now, I love Limp Biscuit. <laughs> I love Limp Biscuit. Now, can you turn the hat and look like a Napoleon, like kind of admiral when you wear it? Either? Or, or what if you turned it and then they had a bill in the front and the back of that? Oh, there we. And then we oh could even God. put more bills, so it's constantly covered. Right. You guys just invented a coolie hat. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Patent that shit. And guys, this is, I think, the first time we've had a sponsor on an episode during the actual sponsor plug. This episode is brought to you by Little Platinum Books, guys. Thank you, Pierre, for sponsoring this episode. Again, Little Platinum Books, the Kickstarter is what you should back today. You get for, I, I so I backed the project yes. for $100 because I, the $100 package, you get all the books as they're released, like one after another, like once a month, right? That's right. You get a copy of each of the first six books mailed to you as they're released Uh uh, over the next six months or so. Yeah, and these are these are super fun. They're fantastic. This is the best way to introduce your child to satire. Uh, so, and this is some, this is something that's happened over time. Gulliver's Travels was written by Jonathan Swift, yep. and Jonathan Swift was the one of the first satirists, I believe. He's, I think, largely considered the father of satire. But this is right in that tradition. It's super fun, and it's going to encourage parents to sit down with their kids. The long lost tradition of actually reading to them. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, go to the Kickstarter, check it out, uh, or littleplatinumbooks.com. That'll bring you to Kickstarter. It'll show you everything that we're doing, what we're all about. Um, so, and- wh- tell me a little bit about how to wipe a crime scene, because that's the most intriguing one to me. Yeah, no, that one, it's got, um, it's got, and, and, and all of these, uh, or the, the, these initial six uh, are kind of take your kid to work day, like the, the, the how to rob a bank, a kid is going um, to a bank heist with, with the dad, and, and the crime scene is the same thing, the kid in that one is a little bit older, but yeah, they're, they, um, they, they're based, the dad is a mob cleaner, and so they, he's following uh, his dad to work, and they're cleaning up a couple crime scenes, uh, it doesn't show anything graphic in it, but you see, you know, red, and, and, and the things left that they have to clean up great great uh great nighttime story to yeah. read your kids well it's it's it's, it's all rhymes and it's yeah, fun yeah, yeah. and you know the, the the kids don't know i mean see the, this is the thing like when you watch a pixar and if if, if you go to our uh, if you go to our kickstarter um or, or littleplatinumbooks.com and go to the kickstarter and watch the video we show clips from disney movies where where they throw jokes in there there was there was one um mr potato head in one of the uh 
what was it? In one of the Toy Story movies, one of the bad guys, uh, the, the, the purple bear, um, Mrs. Potato Head was saying stuff that he didn't like. So he took the lips off of, Mr., uh, off of Mrs. Potato Head, and Mr. Potato Head comes over and says, hey, nobody takes my wife's mouth except me. You know, yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah, that's way up there. Yeah. But the kids don't get it. The there's kids, there's kids also a jo- fun. yeah, there was also a joke in the original Toy Story where this is just one for adults. But uh, there's a part where like one of the dolls or whatever did something kind of, you know, kind of attractive to the to uh, to Buzz Lightyear. And his wings pop out. Pop out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like every adult at a theater will laugh, and kids will just be scratching their heads. Uh, but anyway, guys, thank you again, Pierre, for sponsoring this episode. Little Platinum Books, guys, please back the Kickstarter today. LittlePlatinumBooks.com, and the Kickstarter link's a little bit longer than I can uh, say on air. But uh, uh, j- j- just go to LittlePlatinumBooks.com; it'll bring right. you straight to the Kickstarter. That's we appreciate right. anything you can give. We've got a little way to go. Or you know what? If if none of you listeners have had the uh, pleasure of foster of, of, of having children um, you know share this around to other people or for the love of God buy the book for somebody you know who's a kid and then you know give them give them a little bit sideways that way I personally I bought these I don't have kids that I know of am I right where's my where's my I don't know if I have kids your button. own joke yeah. that's right and one of these. There we go. <laughs> You're welcome. But they're they're funny. The they're they're designed to make it so that adults like to read them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I am actually looking forward to getting these. So, guys, again, littleplatinumbooks.com. But we should move on to some voicemail. We got a shit ton of voicemail this week. We got some fun ones. And, again, the voicemail number is on the website, madcastmedia.com. That's also where you go to vote on the website on these Debates. Oh, and speaking of debates, we should do the results from last week's this debate. Is nuts. This this is nuts, guys. I've uh, we've only had we've actually had this happen like three or four times in the history of Madcast Media. But I have the results. Last week we debated Pierre whether or not certain animals should be extinct. What do you think? Uh, I'm assuming your audience said some animals should be extinct. Uh, yeah, well, I was arguing strongly that, uh, that, that that's a very, very, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed what Pierre just did, but he completely sidestepped answering the question. <laughs> I So I pay attention to what politicians say and yes. how they get out of avoid, uh, uh, how they avoid answering questions. Now, I'm, I'm all for... Uh, certain animals being extinct. Uh, there's some garbage animals, horses, for example, snakes. Snakes are also garbage. Um, koalas are dipshits. Um, you know what? Beavers. The world could do, do without scorpions. You know, scorpion. Like scorpions are fun. Scorpions are fun um, to to eat. You know, like sometimes. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of animals that that uh, that could or should go extinct. And then the second part of the debate, right. and I'll tell you why I'm reading both back to back, is are humans part of nature and not responsible for other dipshit animals going extinct? So two <laughs> questions, okay? Because that was uh, that was also debated, Ron. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm... whether or not humans are part of nature or not. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and Taylor, I got some some stats. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna deliver to you some. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah here back at you anyway guys this is the first time we've had i believe a four-way tie i asked the audience whether or not certain animals should be extinct and for both votes tie it was a t- holy shit it was a perfect tie 50 50 the votes the votes were out of control this week 5,701, 972 votes for and against Unbelievable. Five, unbelievable. 571,972 for it, for every single option that we've debated last I week. I don't understand 
why people want to make animals go i don't i don't want to get into it again but it's like it's not that they should so, so i was the nuanced art, uh, argument that i made last week is i don't want any animals to, to oh, go I, I missed the nuance sorry <laughs> <laughs> i missed the subtlety of your argument all i heard was hate i i wanted <laughs> i wanted certain animals like i was arguing that certain animals should go extinct because that's part of nature and taylor you said that no animal has gone extinct naturally Okay, we are we are in the I think it's called the Holocene period, the Holocene area of of Earth. You're you're gonna go. Have you heard uh, of the talk about the five extinction eras? Yes, right? there are that, five. That's ex- what right, you're right. gonna say. Not like what uh, it is kind of becoming a semantical uh, argument where I'm trying to say that there's never been a time when there's been one species when everything else is flourishing, one species go extinct. That's always been a result of humans. It's ne- <laughs> like you're you're gonna bring up that the there's been these eras where lots of things have gone extinct. I'm talking about when there's one. Right. That's because there hasn't been an era where there's been an animal so badass as humans. No. That, <laughs> okay. First of all, you guys are both wrong. Um, uh, I mean, no. I'll give you that, Pierre. Humans are the most badass. Lions, second. That's right. Uh, but, you know, a close second. But I will say this. I looked into this, and I looked at a lot of a lot of this uh, the, the extinctions that have happened over time. Here's one that happened naturally. On in the Netherlands, there was a type of eagle. I didn't even know this existed, but it's a type of eagle that only existed on the Netherlands. It's a giant, giant fucking eagle. I mean, eagles are huge already, but it was like an especially big eagle. The eagle fed on a type of bird called a moa. A moa is related to the kiwi family of birds, and the kiwis are related to dodos. So for some reason, evolutionarily speaking, I know dodos were hunted to extinction, but a lot of birds of that style of that kind of type, you know, the, the the dodos, the moas, and the kiwis, they tend to go extinct. And the eagle fed on the moas. The moas went extinct, therefore the eagles went extinct. So sometimes due to climate change, through uh, predatory species being invaded, due to human intervention or not, certain species couldn't go extinct, therefore affecting the entire ecosystem and causing other species to go extinct. And that's, that's the mechanism with which 99% of all species on Earth have gone extinct. That's all the, fo- the previous five eras. The last how, or, how did or, the dodo go extinct? Well, the dodo was, uh, was hunted to extinct, allegedly. Oh, so you're saying this thing went extinct because of human intervention, which is my point the whole time. Okay, well, this, well, this one in particular. But there's a, what about the other fucking uh, 99% of animals? Taylor? We're going back to the same thing. We're talking about different things. You're talking about natural selection, and I'm not. What about trilobites? Yeah, Taylor. What about trilobites? Yeah. Trilobites? Trilobites, yeah. Yeah. Everybody's got a trilobite fossil. Yeah. Trilobites. Everybody knows about trilobites. Yeah. Trilobites. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's called a slam dunk, Taylor. And then fucking Taylor had the audacity to call me out. Because I said that we don't fucking need bees. We do a better job of pollinating them. Taylor, yeah, we went I, to dinner. <laughs> I was with Taylor on this one. Yeah, well, you're fucking, you're both wrong. Because we went to dinner. Thank you, Pierre. We went to dinner, and Taylor's like. And I talked to some bees, and they said. <laughs> like, what? Taylor's like, I don't believe this article exists. I'm like, Taylor, it fucking exists. And I, it was, I just Googled the first thing that came up. I, I remember reading it on NPR. It's an NPR article. If you guys want to see this, just Google NPR bees. Chinese farmers, and it talks about how there was a 30% increase in produce when the Chinese farmers painted the pollen onto the buds themselves. Of course the Chinese do it better. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese bees are the best bees, and they're humans. Uh, <laughs> humans do it better. That's that's the takeaway. 
Yeah. See, and that, that's the thing with extinction. Like, I look at it like there have been all these animals that have gone extinct without us. Um, until we catch up, we have a long way to go. Until we catch up with nature, then whatever. Let's just kill some more shit. I, I see, see now. That's where I disagree. I don't think we should actively kill. Like, let's just let nature take its course. And by nature take its course, right. I mean humans. <laughs> <laughs> Smart, good argument. And Taylor's busy, busy hammering away at his keyboard, looking. For- I remember. I remember. We were sitting. We were. We were having a beer. And you were like, "Hey, look, idiot!" And I was like, "Yeah, but you're you're misinterpreting the way that they're explaining that now. Now, like, I didn't have time to prepare for this, and I'm just gonna <laughs> look like an idiot." Uh- I'm just going to wave the white flag because I just don't care enough at, at this point. Correct. Taylor concedes because I was correct. Uh, we should move on to some voicemail. Taylor, so this is surprising. Taylor, I don't know why you would do this because you're on the show, but Taylor called in this week. What? what? Yeah. Our own Taylor Nikolai. Listen I, to I, this. I, is, I did not. Well, you, uh, I'm about to prove you wrong. Let's hear the evidence. Here it is. Here's here's Taylor calling in. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox, it's me, Taylor Nikolai. I just wanted to say I'm sorry, and I was wrong about saying nature is all about perfect balance. As we all know, the Big Bang happened, and during that giant explosion, there was a creation of matter and antimatter. If it was a perfect balance, it would mean that they would have annihilated each other and everything wouldn't exist. Have a good one, Maddox. See you next week. <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> well, a second apology from Taylor, back to back. That was really big of you. Yeah, very big of you, Taylor. Thank you for, for acknowledging the fact that if it was perfect balance in nature, we wouldn't exist because matter and antimatter would annihilate each other and there would be nothing. Okay, so even in the argument, I was explaining that uh, according to this, I think I think this was during the podcast, wasn't when we were at the restaurant or whatever, but uh, I, I said even nat- uh, even meteors in this case didn't fall in line with like the idea of nature that I was trying to explain. So, of, of course, the Big Bang doesn't fall in <laughs> the big bang i would say it again bang. how do you guys say it the big bang the big, big bang. bang the big bang the, the big, big bang. bag there the big you bang. Know. i i should just sit in the uh, trigger all right we got a we got a voice so you know what uh pierre unlike uh unlike sidestepping pierre over here we did get a caller who, who is not who is not afraid to tell you guys exactly what animals should be extinct and it's a bad hombre. Listen to this. Hey, man. Uh, fuck <laughs> snakes, man. We don't need fucking snakes in this world. Everybody fucking hates snakes. You know, Mexicans hate snakes so much, we have a flag of a eagle fucking brutally murdering a fucking venomous snake because fuck snakes. A fucking eagle on top of a motherfucking cactus eating a fucking snake. Metal as fuck. hey that's right metal there you go we don't need snakes can we all agree that snakes are garbage animals they are garbage animals although did you guys hear that headline just over the weekend they eat mice so that's cool snakes eat mice yeah but so do fucking cats just get a bunch of cats who doesn't eat mice and by the way mice you know you know what happens to mice when you harvest uh, uh, tofu and rice and all these things, they get sucked up in those threshers. Those all these like vegetarians. I love pointing out to vegetarians who are trying to take the moral high ground. Like oh, my diet doesn't kill any animals. Yeah, it kills billions of animals. Mice, squirrels, rats, chipmunks, snakes, birds, and even deer get sucked up in those threshers. I've gotten emails from farmers who say, "Yeah, when the deer gets sucked into our thresher, we don't pull it out of the the grains oh, because it, oh. they sell it by weight." Okay, okay, okay. Here's a fun one. So. I kill a cow and it lasts me for six months, let's say, because I'm you fat. You kill a cow? Do you kill cows? I've I've slaughtered my own cow. Mr. Moo was the first one. We had a farm in Minnesota. Oh, Mr. You Moo. Named Mr. Moo. Cow. We named the yeah, the well the first one Mr. Moo and then the second one we just named it hamburger and then 
because we just we just gave up on loving the medics. It's <laughs> hilarious. But, but but yeah, so um, you know, one cow, one one animal sacrifice will sustain me for a considerable amount of time. But your your tofu bag vegetarian people killing ten animals for yeah. you know the tofu i mean it, are are we are we taking the number of animals that we kill in which case maybe a meat eater kills fewer animals than the tofu rabbits or uh, mice lot that's so that's an important question pierre and there was a guy named jonathan davis i believe from, uh, from the corn? university of oregon <laughs> from corn good one kid good one taylor um no jonathan <laughs> <laughs> he was like a bioethicist or a bio researcher in from the university of oregon i believe and he published a paper a long time ago that said it talked about the ethics of eating meat he said if you're just going by the volume of meat that you produce per life killed yep. it's much more ethical to eat beef than it is to eat uh, these other, like, uh, the, you know, just vegetarian diet because those threshers kill billions of animals, which, by the way, their meat goes to waste. Yes. Oh, man, it's insane. Anyway, we got another voicemail. Uh, this is a, a correction for me. I talked about a certain insect that I, that I like last week, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess I got the insect wrong, according to this caller. This is. Maddox, you fucking dipshit. <laughs> You're not describing aphids in your fucking podcast. You're describing Katie did, you fucking retard. God damn it, you are fucking stupid, Maddox. <laughs> Go die. <laughs> Fuck well. Wow. wow. Jesus. Of the week. Thanks, dipshit. Thanks for the kind and, and, and not aggressive <laughs> pr- uh, correction. Yeah, I, maybe I did mean uh, Katie did instead of fucking Aphid. Oh, excuse me, all to hell. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's he, I really bored until he told you to d- go die at the yeah. end. I was like, <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> um, we got. So, Ron, last week you talked about uh, using chapstick on your lips? Yeah. Yeah, well, the uh, bad hombre has a uh, comment about that. Listen to this. Hey, Ron, are you sure your lips aren't moist because you don't use uh, chapstick? You pretty sure that's the main reason? Ah, shit, I fucked this. Good joke. Uh, Good I, I joke. saw where it was going. Yeah. We all knew where it was we, going. We got the idea. We got, we got the idea. Yeah, we read the subtext. And uh, Taylor, <laughs> during the so if you guys watch this on YouTube, you can see all the things going on behind the scenes when we're talking. You know, some of us like uh, might might take a sip of water or something. Taylor, I was go using, to the bathroom usually like three times. Yeah, three three four times during the intro. Um, <laughs> what? So so some of you may have noticed last week that Taylor was using eye drops, and it started this show. Taylor and Ron both using eye drops. Uh, here's a voicemail about that. Hey, Taylor, you using eye drops too? Fuck, I know you smoke weed, bro. You <laughs> told me. Could have been partying a long time ago. I actually, I use eye drops a lot now because uh, my contacts just dry up my eyes like a ton. And uh, like, I need to get new contacts. I just haven't gotten around to it. Or LASIK, maybe. I, I don't, I've heard that you cannot get LASIK if it, because mine aren't that bad. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I, I should look into it. I'd love to get LASIK, though. So, ju- I just read a, a story on the BBC about a woman who found a contact lens that was stuck up inside her eyelid that, yeah. for something uh, like 30, 40 years. Uh. And she went to the doctor finally because her eyelid was just swollen mm-hmm. and they looked into it they took an x-ray and they, they saw there a, was an outline of a contact lens in her <laughs> eye, like up here well it was a, they thought it was just a cyst so they you know tried to remove the cyst and they eventually did and they they saw that when they they saw that when they drained it it was uh, a, a contact lens in there and they pulled it out and it was like this broken jagged ass contact lens that's been sitting there irritating her eye for years I kind of love these stories when they find contact lenses and then there was that other lady too like uh, like four or five months back where she was just putting contact lens in one after another after oh, another no, and she no. <laughs> they removed them and she has this like 
giant thick hunk of plastic that she, she just had shoved in. My her vision eye. was just getting worse and worse. I don't know why. Oh god! <laughs> I wonder what that would feel like after years of irritation, having that finally removed. Like how good well, it would thing, feel. Like your, your eyes breathe uh, through. I mean, j- part of the way that your eye gets oxygen is through the air. Right, so when you put contacts over them, that's why they say that you should only wear contacts for a certain amount of time during the day, eight hours or whatever. Because if you're wearing them more and more and more, it keeps your eye from getting oxygen, and then the veins in your in, in the white area of your eye start to grow into the in over the uh, the lens. Whoa! And it gets to a point where the the veins will actually uh, I forget the name venous seclusion or something like that, but they'll, they'll actually grow in and start affecting your vision. Dude, oh. you're freaking me the hell out. I, wow. I, 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 I do a lot of medical record consulting, and uh, I've worked with a lot of eye clinics, so I hear this stuff all the time. That's. Can uh, you get me some like cheap LASIK? Um, yeah, man, just come outside of the car. Yeah, that's. Well, I'll, I'll hook you up. Nice. I, I, I left my LASIK bag over by my, uh, my bird. So. Well, uh, speaking of bags, now it's time Big. for some quick news headlines with our journalist in moderation. Taylor, what do you got for us? This could be the first season in Major League Baseball history to feature more strikeouts than hits. A slowdown that worries many league officials. I think the strikeouts are hilarious because they get so pissed. Also, that's, that's a slowdown. Yeah. The whole game's a slowdown. Yeah. I mean, it's a slow game. It, yeah. it's, that's fine, but it's... It's not a fast game. The headline basically reads, warning, slow game gets slower. Does anybody go to baseball anymore for something other than beer and hanging out? Yeah, exactly. We've yeah. talked about this. Baseball is so boring. Even on opening day, with the, you know, the Jets fly by, right. and they're just so if far If you above. need Jets to fly by to yeah. jazz up your sporting experience, yeah. you know, like, I mean, people go to, most people go to baseball games aren't baseball fans. Right. Um, and... I mean, think about other things that people do. If you go to a strip club, you don't need jets to fly by. No. If you go to... But, I mean, if they did, I'd be at that strip club <laughs> oh, all man. the time. <laughs> if a jet flew by at a strip club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look at those blue angels. There's going to be a breaking point, Eric Neander, the general manager of the Tampa Bay Devil or Rays, said, in terms of purely watching a baseball game, seeing a few hundred pitches a night that aren't in, put into play, there's not a lot about that that's entertainment. People don't come to see the umpire call a ball or a strike or a foul ball. I think it's something we have to be mindful of because this is an entertainment business and we are here for the fans. Fans may be sending a signal that the modern game, focused so much on power hitting and power pitching is losing its appeal. Attendance across the majors is down an average of about 1,500 per game, with 19 teams experiencing a drop from last year. You know what? Stan in the chat just nailed it. Uh, Stan Morris says, baseball was fun when there were no other forms of entertainment. Amen to that. Like, and I think that's yep. really... Because we all see those old things of like people going crazy because it right. was like that was the only fucking thing. And, and, and for somebody nowadays to say baseball and the word entertainment in the same sentence, I think shows a disconnect of reality in general. Yeah, baseball and entertainment are oxymorons. Um, and also, I would say that the same goes for the Beatles when they came out. Like they were so popular because there was nothing else to listen to and nothing else to do. So everyone's like, "Yeah, the Beatles. Wow, that's great. Uh, what else are we gonna do? Fucking till the fields." Was that or static? You know? Yes. Yeah. Your choices were static or the Beatles. I choose like, static. Wow. Be- the, the static heads. You know, they're still they're pretty hardcore. They still tour. You know what? Static is still playing. Yeah, Static's always playing. Beatles haven't played forever. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people are saying, um, just in general, not in this article, that one of the biggest reasons baseball is failing as an industry right now, or Major League Baseball, is that they've always cracked down on anyone sharing uh, anything socially. 
So if you have a photo or a video or a GIF, they, the Major League Baseball will shut that down. So you can't even like meme stuff. Like, so kids don't care about baseball because they can't do things like huh. make memes or even I, talk about it. I also think that there's just too many games. Yeah. I mean, there's 162. 162 games a season? Oh, yeah. Well, each, ta- each team plays the same team like six or seven times. Which one of those games do I really care about? Like it's, you know what I mean? Like, to me, that's like 162 times. And then playoffs? It's like... And the preseason games? Yeah, it's like... The it's just so, at some point, it's like, whoa. it's like when you can lose like 40, 50 times in a row and still win the World <laughs> Series. <laughs> like, I think there's something wrong with your structure. I think it should be 100 Welcome games. Welcome to equality. I mean, okay. It's an easy number to wrap your head around. 100 games. That's still a lot of fucking games. But and they don't want to do that because they'd lose a lot of money. It's been very popular for half a century, if not a full century. So what's happened in the last... 10, 15 years that's caused well, this. fucking pickleball, bro. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I mean, pickleball's on the way up. People are... Le- no, I just think there's a lot of other sports that I think you're right. Like, it, it, that is a really good point about... Yeah, they're really weird about their broadcast. I mean, I remember like this was the first year you could actually watch the Dodgers play on TV before you needed this crazy package. And it's like really hard to get into a team when you can't watch all the games like easily. Yeah, there. I, I heard that the reason that the, the decline in baseball started was in the late 90s, there was a big baseball strike and a walkout. And basically the players wouldn't play. Yeah. And the game never fully recovered from that. Right. It really like just killed the momentum of the sport. And then people realized like, yeah, baseball's uh, kind of a suck ass sport. Why were we watching it in the first well, place? Well, I think, well, I think the, that's wrong. I think that the Mark McGuire like home run thing, the Mark McGuire versus Sammy Sosa right. thing because happened in 98, I want to say. Okay, so maybe it was after that. Um, I remember that being a big deal. There was a big home run, and then they both got caught for steroids, weren't they? Right. Well, everyone in that entire generation was doing steroids. Um, And uh, I remember reading studies that said that the reason why it was so popular is because everyone wanted something different than the Clinton stuff that was going on at that time. So it was like a distraction, and now we have so many distractions. Yeah. A three-year-old has an IQ of 171. Bullshit. Complete bullshit. Bullshit. A hundred percent bull. Fuck this kid. Daughter Ophelia. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, this kid. This kid is garbage. This kid's a liar. And whatever that test is, is bullshit. The kid doesn't even have the proper cognition to be able to read the questions or understand patterns, mathematical concepts. You can't test the kid's IQ. This is garbage. I'm calling for shenanigans on this. Let's 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 have the kid do some drawings. We'll compare them against what Maddox can draw. There you go. We'll see who, who comes out on top. <laughs> Ophelia had said her first word, Haya, a few months younger than the norm. She started saying her colors, letters, numbers quite early on compared to most children. Oh, wow. Big, I by can say every a- color. By the age of two, she was able to remember and recite the alphabet. Oh, ooh, oh, oh the whole alphabet? All 26? <laughs> it's like talking to a 19-year-old, Ben says, Fuck describing their interest. That's like what? Wait, real, no, no, no. That is really mean to 19-year-olds. Have you talked to a 19-year-old today? That's like talking to a two-year-old. <laughs> Come on. Well, it's hard because they're looking at their phone the whole time. It's true. Uh, she has proper conversations and comes up with her own ideas. Maybe that's All the problem. kids come our, up with their own ideas. You know, you know what the problem is? Our standard for 18-year-olds is so low that the two and three year olds are starting to look like eighteen year olds. Yeah. Mm. Wow. We got an eighteen. We got the, a kid with the intellect of an eighteen year old. Oh, genius! Lindsay Gravina in the chat room says, "Aren't there tons of kid geniuses out there?" Yeah, I'm always hearing about a kid genius. However, there is one kid genius recently 
who won, I think, a Nobel Prize for some discovery in uh, mathematics. He's, he like solved some like insane mathematical question that that people have been trying to solve for centuries, and he solved it. The kid was one of these child prodigies who graduated from college at the age of like twelve or something like that, and he went on to uh, get the Nobel Prize in mathematics or the the equivalent of the Nobel Prize in mathematics. He was some Indian kid. Isn't it like uh, where they're prodigies, where they just kind of have all their development like front loaded, and then. Like, they don't go beyond anybody else with the development. It just all happens, like, immediately. Yeah. You know, so they're, like, so we think they're all prodigies, and then, and and they have all the extra time to learn stuff and nail down those concepts before most people would get into that in their mid-20s or 30s. Like, they're just kind of, so it's not, it's just like it all happens earlier, but then, you know, we put them in all these special classes and stuff, and, like, child prodigies and for brain smarts, but socially... Yeah, I'm not, I don't think they're going to be winning any popularity contests, you know? Yeah, that's the, the, it does, I think... Like, when something in your life develops really well in one area, like, another area is lacking. Yeah, if you have really long legs and you're only, like, three years old... <laughs> then your calves probably suck. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you can definitely wear skinny jeans. Um, now, I, on this show, sometimes I like to uh, give a little bit of trivia about yours truly. Here's something that not a lot of people know about me, but I was a child prodigy and am now an adult prodigy. So, there you go. <laughs> And what were you a child prodigy in? Uh, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Stre- name it. Stress is keeping Americans up all night. Yeah. Yeah. A new survey found that the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, headline. Yeah, yeah. A new survey found that millennials lose sleep over relationships while young baby Uh-oh. boomers toss oh! and turn because of money. You said the M word there, though. It's it's it, you know what? It's tough to take any issue seriously when it's an issue with millennials. I'm sorry. Yeah, they are they are going to the millennial vote. Every they love to demonize millennials. It's such a it's such a hot te- headline. There's these uh, Facebook or Twitter memes that go around that show all the headlines that demonize millennials for all the things like uh, avocados and cars. They've killed cars and golf courses yeah. and diamonds and all these like hor- these things. They just keep going on and on. It's like. Yeah, you know. Yeah, weird how tastes change. Yeah, it's weird how tastes change. And they're blaming the, the millennials for killing all these industries. Yes, sorry. Or like, <laughs> also like, well, uh, fucking adapt. Right. Yeah, you know, like that's how it happens in business. Like industries die unless they adapt. Right. Yeah. Every generation had had an industry that that went belly up. I mean, we don't do a lot of uh... yacht shuffleboarding. Yeah, there's not a lot of that going on anymore. Yeah. What else you got, Taylor? No more Mondays. Yay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Colorado, Colorado school district moves to four-day weeks. What? The new schedule follows the district's six failed attempts to get more money through bond elections. With the new change, fielders Jeez. said they hope to save around $1 million in key areas. By not running school buses on the days with no classes, he said the district estimates to save around $700,000. School District 27J plans to tack on a couple hundred thousand more dollars by not adding, uh, by not paying substitute teachers. I guess uh, the final big saving uh, comes from utility costs. Yeah, so you uh, pay substitute teachers with substitute cash, which is nothing, and uh, you save a bunch of money. How about that? I uh, remember these these were like furlough days, aren't they? They're essentially furlough days. Like that's what they do with um, like government institutions and things like that. They'll they'll take like one day off if they're having budgetary constraints. Because I think they did this in Utah when I when I grew up. I don't know. Yeah, they'll sometimes like cut a day from a week, like a day of uh, education, day of class, so that they'll save. They don't have to pay the teachers as much during that time. Well, yeah, it's a budget cutting. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's kind of fucked up. I mean, that's really gonna screw up a lot of parents who now all of a sudden got to find child care yeah, yeah what about all the loss of income from parents having to stay home from work for them? yeah like like what do you do when you're like 
your kiddies usually goes to school while you go to work. Like, mm-hmm. how does that work? You know, so it's like, of- great, you didn't fund the bond measure to do a thing that every other state in the country is going to do. But right. now you're going to spend more money. Of course, conspiratorially, I look at that and I say, you know, maybe the people who are cutting the day of school are like, we're really going to stick it to the people who didn't let us have our money. But just make yeah. Them home yeah, right. that's what it, that's I sometimes exactly think it that way, too. Yeah. Parents love sending their kids to kid. Right. Do you like sending your kids to school? Oh, here? my God. I love it. Yeah. Okay, there was a there was a video on YouTube a little while ago where uh, a mom was walking through a Target talking about yeah. the people. Yeah, you see this. The people complaining um, about, you know, oh, I have to buy my my kid pencils and glue. And, and this mom's going through Target like, you want a microwave teacher? You want you want a bo- bottle of whatever? You want some glue? I'll, you watch my kids for a week? I'll give you some goddamn pencils. That's no big deal. Yeah, you know? It's kind of fucked. My, uh, my girlfriend works in, in the education world. And I'm always amazed at how much stuff she buys on her own. Yeah. Now and and her budget for the year is like it's like less than a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like such she, a bummer. It's like every teacher is like, mm-hmm. and and then and then like they put so much emphasis on the teachers to like people get mad that teachers have the audacity to ask for more money, and you're like you wonder if you complain about kids right. and you don't fund schools well. Guess what the connection is? Right. You know, like it's not, I don't know, it's not fucking rocket and, science. And for any parent, I, I look at it like it, it costs cheaper than daycare, so uh, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, it makes so much more sense. I don't know. I don't get why people are always against funding schools. Yeah, funny. And, and also there's the argument that uh, I think the more education a child has, the less likely he's going to end up in prison, which is yeah. going to cost you money down the line. The, anyway. less, right. I, the less piece of shit he's going to be. Like, or like or he's going to fuck up your neighborhood and break glass and like, you know, spray paint your porch or whatever. Like cool. you just give kids stuff to do after school until dinner time and then they can't get into trouble. Right. That was also the argument in Utah, the Housing First initiative, which is they built housing for homeless people because they found that if they housed homeless people, that they would cause less problems. There'd be less uh, emergency vehicle calls. There'd be less ambulance calls. There'd be less, less gumming crime. up the, the prison network. Yeah. Uh, the, like the, the, the law system. Like, yeah. it just, it's just more practical. Yeah. It makes sense. Like, you, you can try to solve a problem by spending a little bit more money up front than spending a lot more money down I just later. wish people would, like, not look at things through, like, a political lens and just look at things through what's the most practical choice. Like, what's going to save the most money in the long run? Yeah. And well, it's always, like, like, investing. People, I know. It's people so only think about what will be my taxes right now. And that's, that's the only thing they think. Most about. of the people haven't played chess out there. You talk to so many people, and they were so reactionary about things. They can't think four steps ahead. They're thinking about the step right now, and th- I think that's part of the problem. I mean, we host a, a debate show on the internet, so yeah, we know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, we got a super chat from the chat room. Uh, Sherath Chandra for ten dollars. Keep kicking ass, Maddox. Thank you, Sherath. Very cool. Very generous. Oh wait, it's Canadian. Canadian dollar. Okay, that's like seven. <laughs> that's- <laughs> Th- thanks for a, thanks for trying. No, th- uh, but thank you, no. thank you, Sherith. That's very cool. Sherith, Sherith is a longtime fan and listener. He's always in the chat room. Thank you, Sherith. We really appreciate that. What else you got, Taylor? Beer delivery men talk Matt out of jumping off bridge by offering him a twelve pack of Coors Light. Mm, wow. Coors. <laughs> they, they could have ponied up for an import. I would, I would love, I would love the next step in that headline to be like he jumped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> light. Oh. I see a Budweiser commercial coming with that. Oh, yeah. Jason Gable and Quam Anderson don't usually cross the bridge over Interstate 94 in St. Paul, Minnesota, but this Wednesday morning, for no particular reason, the beer delivery men decided to take a different route. The, they told local news after dropping off a shipment of beer. At a sports bar nearby, Gable steered the truck onto the bridge, crossing over the busy highway below. Then they spotted a man standing on the bridge's ledge on the other side of the fence. Anderson kept asking the man questions. 
Did he want any food? Did, did the man want to eat something with him? He replied that he wasn't hungry. Do you want need any money? Anderson asks. The man said he didn't. Do you want to have a drink with me? Anderson asked. The man paused. Yeah. A beer? Anderson pressed. Maybe, the man responded. Of course. As the officers continued distracting the man, Anderson rushed to the beer truck, grabbing a 12-pack of Coors Light. He brought the case of beer to the beer's ledge, opened it in, uh, or Bridges Ledge, oh. opened it and told the man that if he climbed down from there, a twel- the 12-pack was all his. The man agreed, slowly retreating to safely where emergency responders placed him in And now an we've taught this, we've rewarded bad behavior, right. yeah. and now that this is what yeah. this can you imagine going to do. The next it's like step- a line of people waiting to jump off and waiting for a beer truck to drive off. He's like, wait, are the mountains blue? No? All right, screw it, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, not that cold. Very funny. That's a, I love that story. It's a very Minnesotan story. Thank you for those quick news headlines. Our journalists. That <laughs> last one is a long one. All right, All right. It, was, it was fun. I like that story. Anyway, uh, Pierre, anything you'd like to plug right before we go? Um, I'm just going to beg for people to go to uh, littleplatinumbooks.com and back my Kickstarter. They're really high quality books, guys. Great illustrations. A lot of heart in this project. We had uh, a uh, super chat that, right on the wire by Little Platinum Books. Uh, $20. Thanks, everybody, thank for you. listening. Pierre, thank you so much. You didn't have to do that, man. Pierre, no. right at the buzzer, $20 super chat. Really appreciate that. Guys, really check out Little Platinum Books. I, I, you'll love these books. They're high quality. A lot of heart in them, like I said. Really proud to have them as a sponsor. Thank you so much, Pierre. Really appreciate that. You can find Ron Babcock on Twitter, at Ron Babcock, and on Instagram at, at HeyRon. Is that correct? That's right. And Taylor Nikolai is at Taylor Nikolai everywhere. N-I-K-O-L-A-I. That's how you spell Nikolai. Anyway, guys, thank you again for listening to the show. Don't forget to vote on madcastmedia.com. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you to our journalist and moderation, Taylor Nikolai. You're welcome. Yeah, thank yeah. you to our rear admiral of tangents, Ron Babcock. You're welcome. But most of all, you're welcome. Maddox, what the fuck, dude? All right. I'm in biology right now. All right. And, well, like, not literally now, but, like, I, I'm taking the class. <laughs> oh, fuck. Way to go, dipshit. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>